get fired up. Oh yeah! Performance, Performance enhancing, enhancing audio. audio. This is the State of Combat Podcast with Brian Campbell. Oh yeah, the best theme song in all of boxing podcasts with two guys. Yes, right there, State of Combat. Back in your ear hole, the Brian Campbell box is back. Wow, wow. Is it really back? We'll get into that. But the box has been opened at the very least. Step three, put a hole in the box. That's what they did. We're here to break it all down, your boy BC and my co-host. Look, it's not a it's not a great time for everyone right now. We're, we're dodging things left and right. But I do believe when it comes to boxing, a sport I used to love, right? Some people didn't get the score right, bro. Let me bring in the best boxing writer in the world today. It's Rafe Bartholomew. Rafe, I'm not going to play a theme song. I'm not going to do D jokes. Um, I'm sorry. Are you apologizing, Brian, because um, I don't got that athletic shit no more? Uh, or because you are the person who put me up for that goddamn yeah. job in the first oh, place? Well, boy. I was eat. Everybody got to eat. I was eating well at Eater. Brian Campbell hooks me up with this snake ass biatch. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, hey, man, relax. Yo, 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 yo. Relax. Uh, they relax. did get the score wrong. I I ain't got that athletic ish anymore. No, uh, Brian, um, Brian, I gotta say it was it was a, it was a, it was a positive year. Um, the and some of the greatest moments I would say were were getting to break down uh, fights at really at the moment they were made and announced. Some of the amazing breaking news fights that we that I got to write about, like Danny Garcia versus Mikey Garcia, yeah, and. Uh, Canelo Alvarez versus Billy Joe Saunders. Those Wait. were epic breaking news moments, Wait. and I got to be a part of those moments. Wait, they didn't. None of those. Oh fights shit! Happened. None of those fights happened. Oh, that, that wasn't news at all. Damn. If my lip reading is correct, he called him a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> I think he did. Uh, Rafe, I did want to say that this sucks. Uh, the athletic uh, dropping many, many guys that I think are very talented, including the great Chuck Mindenhall, Josh Gross, Chad Dundas, on and on, and Rafe Bartholomew as well. Um, this sucks. You're too talented, obviously, not to bounce back to something great. I know you don't want to hear Brian coddling from me. You I don't know gotta you don't say that me. because it may not be true. I know you don't talent want to got nothing bag. to do with it. Fair got nothing to do with it. Um, you you know, uh, put it this way: when I lost my job in 2015, I had like half a dozen job offers uh, by the end of a day. I have zero job offers now. Most places are not uh, in publishing, do not offer jobs at the moment. And, and for obvious reasons, nobody got jobs. So, uh, and, 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 you know, not to get too crazy or, or uh, reactionary, but, you know, ain't too many people looking for me right now either. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, you could call me a great boxing writer, just drop the boxing because I ain't going to be a boxing writer ever again. Wow. I'll be fortunate to be a writer ever again i'm looking to change careers f this this is stupid this is not cool this is not what the public and the market audience want to see uh rafe i can't blame you in that regard um i can't it's it's the worst time for this to happen i i i offer you my love and services i wish you well this sucks okay i actually hope that not to go minor setback for larger comeback but rafe you were destined for things better than this this uh this twisted cruel sport right i mean you've written things about fathers sons <laughs> bars 
Pinoy's. I mean, in all seriousness, you're a, a New York Times bestselling author for a reason. You're going to find out where life is pulling you right now more than once. He's going to have to pull me a few times. I'm going to need a few more of those pies, champ. Um, I don't know, Another Brian. Like beef injection. <laughs> um, uh, something you said there. Um, I said yeah, something. I don't know anymore. All right, all right. It was great. To, it was great. Oh, oh, oh! Here it is. Boxing, boxing. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, you, I understand your point, but boxing doesn't have to be a cesspool from the media standpoint. We all know boxing has a rich, wonderful history of producing the very, uh, among many of many, many, many of the very best, uh, writing in the history of sports journalism and you know, it doesn't do that anymore and it isn't interested in doing that anymore. And it ne- ne- probably will never do that again because it's run by, you know, um, people who I mean, look, it's run like by the same profit motive as everyone else. You know, Bob Arum don't care about writing. He shouldn't. Nick Khan don't care about writing and he shouldn't. All the people who run boxing, that's cool. They get what they want. They get what they pay for. They, they pay for bum-ass writers, and they get bum-ass writers. Wow, you're talking to a bum-ass writer. Wow. Um, I, you know, I, can't argue, I can't argue any of this. You know what I mean? Boxing is a hood sport, and uh, you get what you pay for. Um, Rafe, uh, you know, I mean, outside of that, I don't know if there's an outside of that. Um, many people love your work. And, um, are you holding up? I'm glad you loved my work, people. Well, it's free for the moment on the athletic, although I'm, I'm done with, I ain't got that ish. Um, they got the score wrong. They lost me. Okay. They lost money. They lost a lot of us. Rafe, um, you're in a hotbed of, of, uh, of change in this world in Detroit. How are things going? I mean, there's, you know, there's, there's a lot of things going on in this world. How are you specifically holding up separate? from what we talked about inside of Detroit at the moment. We got a quarantine. We got protests. We got people open up their eyes to how to really treat each other, uh, change the way we eat, right? I still see you drinking. I uh, still see you by the hot dog stand there with that liquid crack. How There's else no is your There's no liquid crack in the building right now. Okay. I don't buy – in fact, the only – the good thing about this is that – I like I can't justify I'm not but I'm not paying money for liquid crack anymore. I'm drinking water, man. Okay. Okay. More beer for me. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right then. Uh you're you were been, you actually you were like a day one seltzer guy before it became you know trendy and hip to have I that. never drink that Lacroix ish. You well that's more of a Simo type thing, you know? Yeah. By the way, I did respect this, Rafe, okay? Because I respect you, all right? Because you are a man of principle. You're way more of the man I want to be than I am in terms of, you know, you stand for what you stand for, bro. And you sent some folks to hell on the Twitter the other day. So I I commend you for, you know, I mean, look, there was a bridge. There was a match. You said, let's make love. And you made that decision. But you were not willing to. To, to do anything but present truth to the world. And I, I stand by you for that, all right? Look, you get one get-out-of-jail-free card for the day when you lose your job. And um, I wanted to make sure I got some use out of that. Okay, okay. Hopefully a lot of people, after reading that stuff, realize some things about you. That, hey, that black guy, he hits hard. Right, that box rider, right? That, that red beard, he, he hits hard, okay? He knows this game. All right, then. Uh, Rafe, thank you for sharing 
part of your soul with our with us, with our listeners, with honesty, with always sharing your life in the forefront. Um, I can't wait for your next. I mean, will you get? Will this push you into a book? Because it better push you into a book. Because that's what you do, Rafe. Okay. Yeah, you, I hope so. You know what I my, so. you know what my because, favorite like... part of each day is when I drive by to pick you up with Dunkin' Donuts coffee in hand, and I hope. That you don't that you don't show up that day, okay? I hope that you're not there, okay? I hope you went to see about a girl. Did I just screw up Goodwill Hunting with Brown? I think I, yeah. it took me a minute to remember. Right, I, yeah. It sounded like Goodwill Hunting. Okay, okay. So I don't miss with either that. Either way, it's that, not your fault. Athletic-ish. It's not your fault. All right, right. It's not your fault. Yes, you're gonna write a book off of this. Come on, that's what you do, bro. I hope. So. Look, I hope so because I'm probably gonna have the time. Okay, okay. Well, shout out to you, your crew, the Irish crew. Shout out to the Slovaks, the 80K crew. Alex Godinez, shout out to Ulrich Anderson. Ulrich Anderson hooked me up with one of his uh, Danish newspaper friends, and we, and we we did a Skype call, talked to Mike Tyson. It was nice. It was nice to talk to some Dens, Danks, Danes, Dank City. What? Dane, um, Danes, Danes, Great Danes. Yes, Great Danes indeed. Um, so shout out to everybody. Uh, where where is that button? You know where I'm going with this, right? You know, shout out to Omaha, Nebraska. All right, thanks, Bo Mac. Uh, but what about this guy, B Sample Bloke? Remember, I did the whole. I'm. He's got to be a Brit, and then it was like, no, he lives in Oklahoma, bro. You just. I, I know what you've been doing with your free time. You just outed this guy. You showed me a tweet he put out where he was complaining about trying to order the top rank card last night, and it was pounds, brother. Right? It, I look. The the man is a mystery to me. He is by he is up there. He's now he's now surpassing just what's Dwyer's deal. Now that now that we've made con- we've touched tips with Dwyer, oh, wow. the the man behind B Sample Bloke, I it is one of the greatest mysteries in in boxing internet right now because he's seen I, he knows too much about us. He can. He can talk too much like us to not be one of us. I don't he he but then the I think that pounds the the paying in pounds that's a misdirection. He might be holed up, you know, it might be it might be the the evil mastermind Daniel Kinahan uh <laughs> holed up in in Bahrain or Dubai somewhere in a burner account. I would love if Kinahan was a fan. Uh that would that would give us good protection. Maybe I could get a job with MTK. Um and, it won't. <laughs> and you're not, and you ain't. And that's the bottom line. I wonder if he's Eddie Hearn. I wonder if he is uh, Kinahan, like you mentioned. By the way, there's been a lot of Kinahan outrage on the old twits, and I didn't necessarily research enough to understand it. I saw Kurt Emhoff have a podcast about it. Can you kind of break it down and bear? I always assumed MTK was a bunch of gangsters. Is that where you're going with this? That is that is basically what it is. Okay, yeah, okay. I mean, you, you you know you got the score right. Okay. Um, I think that I think the the difference in recent days is that um you know Daniel Kinahan has who was believed and reported on in the Irish newspapers to be still sort of like a silent partner in MTK he was the co-founder with uh Matt Macklin when it was just Macklin's gym in Marbella Spain and it was, you know, um, what was it? MGM, right? Macklin's Jim Marbella. Get Mac tonight. Something like that. Yeah. Then uh, they when the company was going to expand and become this sort of management powerhouse in the business, um, Kinahan stepped back basically 
and was no longer involved in the regular business, uh, regular running of the business officially. And Matt Macklin was bought out and moved on with his life. And then this Sandra something woman was put in place and she is. Uh, I think just like the like a, a friend of a friend of, for Kinahan. Um and so it has always been uh, sort of understood that he is a, a silent partner and involved in that, and that he is also involved with a, a international drug smuggling cartel in oh, oh, Europe. Oh, okay, um, okay. Boxes uh, looked at like is a like a, a hood hood sport. Like only hood people box. Uh, hood yeah. people run boxing too historically well this is true so this is this is kind of where it where it breaks down uh or where where i still haven't quite figured out where my 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 deep deepest darkest feelings on the matter because who think who thinks that the any of the money in boxing is clean does show show me some clean money in boxing um a lot of managers in boxing have ties to different kinds of mafias if you've ever been around uh Egis Klimas and some of his associates Egis oh, is awesome you. I love that man I mean he he it's going to be a challenge with him but like <laughs> he look he's he's cool his people are cool you but he, he has there's sometimes the guys around the fighters they look like like central casting for you know from for eastern promises or john wick movies oh you bit you jacked on us damn it you jacked in 2014 and eight atlantic city after hopkins kovalev and the wee hours of the if it's 3 a.m i must be lonely i think it was 4 30 a.m we were in the bar at the kovalev after party and this man named roman wearing a uh, kovalev hat who had fists the size of your face, Rafe. Okay, he. Uh, we talked to him. Apparently, he was like a Olympic meddling uh, thrower or something. I'm sure he throws humans. Discus, now. shot yeah. put, javelin. I mean, I mean, you know, for, you gotta. If look, when you're in this game, it's a dirty game. You better have people around here who can protect you in case that war comes. Prepare your horse for the war, and. Well, they were and there too. The, the, they they yeah. were there too. I and saw. especially in other co- – look, think just think about how the, the, the upfront costs of developing a fighter. Uh, the first 20 fights of his career traditionally, now some guys move a lot faster if they have that Olympic pedigree, blah, 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 blah. But – um, you know, the, the first several, the first several years of a fighter's career, he's not making any money for anyone. He's a loss. He's, he's there fighting for small purses. And, and it's basically the, the, a manager, a manager is supporting him to the point that he will be able to, to get that money back. And it's a lot of upfront cash to do that. The managers might not be coming up with it themselves. They might have their own silent partners. Who needs to get rid of cash? People who have a lot of cash flow. How do you like like? And, and it's not. I, look, I'm pretty. I'm, I I I allow a high degree of moral relativism, or just boxing is and not forget moral relativism. It's amoral. There are no morals in it. And the people who are the most legit can screw over boxers worse than uh than you know, than an international crime lord. And the, 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 there's, the two aren't, the, you know, there's no connection between right, right ain't got nothing to do with it. It's just sort of a, 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 like a, 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 a bunch of, it's, just, it's a feeding frenzy. It's sharks and people got to protect themselves and people got to, um, you know, got to work with whoever's available to them. And, and if you look at, you know, the, so anyway, 
what it comes down to with Kinahan that I think how it, that situation is separating itself now is that he's trying to sort of launder his reputation and get back in the business. He's had so Bob instead of Arum, laundering money, he's laundering his reputation. Is that where you're going with this? Uh, at least in terms of boxing, uh, at the same time, he was recently named in a, in a you know a Interpol murder case in Ireland. So you know his his business reputation is a is a different story. Well, we should probably but, pull out now before the authorities come looking for you, Rafe, or not the authorities. The 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 this stuff. You all you got to do is Google any of this stuff. This is very like in depth stuff. Um, I think the only thing worth saying still is that watching in the past week figures like, um, you know, I've seen Billy Joe Saunders, uh, Ben Davison, Bob Arum, big, big names in boxing, all speaking glowingly. Frank Warren was saying, I'm not aware of uh, anything else in, in Daniel's line of work. He's always been a great guy to work with. I'm sure he is a great guy to work yeah, with. Great for you. Quality, but, operator, yeah. quality bloke, quality fighter. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but to, to say that you aren't aware of a huge, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a huge criminal issue in a country right on your on the English border, Frank, is, is a little bit um, specious, I would well, say. If we didn't have sketchy money. We wouldn't be able to have things like DAZN or the athletic. Rafe, right. Man, I'm glad you mentioned that kind of stuff, because if you look at where the money from for DAZN came from it, how do you think oligarchs got their money? In, in you know in the former Soviet Union, they didn't get it. it you know, it, it was organized ah, crime, ah, and then it, and then show? it turned into the state, and now it's legit or semi-legit. But Rick, you know, why are they pouring all that money into DAZN? Well, maybe it's because sanctions make it impossible to take any of that money out of Russia. Remember that show as when we were kids on Nickelodeon called "You Can't Do That on Television," and they had that skit with "What do you think's in the burgers?" And then Barf <laughs> the cook would be like, "I heard that," you know. And it's like, yeah, how do you think this money got here? Boxing blood. That's how it got here. All right, enough enough of the mafia edition of this show, Rafe. But you ain't wrong, okay? I mean, it's box. That's why we love this. Box is box is that girl, right? Who's hot. She's got an eye ring and a sketchy past and a and a neck tat and and uh, you know yeah you know you mean an eyebrow ring the 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 whatever piercing in the eyebrow uh, she's got a lot of rings okay okay you know uh, it, uh, I don't know if I like that kind of, like are you talking about one of those really intense piercing gauges everywhere got the weird clamps and everything all uh, over I, like I, like well, that's I, a little I, that's a little too no. much for me no I, I mean I wasn't I wasn't necessarily going there but um, okay all right you don't have to say wow he was a great hooker or she or she okay you don't you don't have to say that right okay all right you don't have to say all right we do have a lot of box to talk about today do we well the return of box in general Shakur Stevenson talks of a potential to fight Asia Tyson Fury deal couple other ish going on and we of course will do that after a pause for the cause to hear from our friends and sponsors although they they ain't friends of rafe right no you, you ain't a friend of rafe you ain't a friend of mine okay well you know what i'm saying right there all right dig it and we're back bc rafe bugs trying to deal with the reality that is this hood sport and um it was back this week boxing is full of shit man I used to love it. it is and it's gonna fill out your teve on Tuesday and Thursday nights this summer as top rank on ESPN 
Well, I guess it was back, Rafe, um, with Shakur, Rattle, and Roll Stevenson. Um, Rafe, I want to direct a tweet your way from none other, none other than the great Teddy Atlas. Against who? Against who? Against who? Against who? Now, look, I'm going to complain about something right now, and I know I get, I got the score right. I know the rules, the parameters, the money involved. I get it, folks. But I've spent the last month and a half covering a skinhead white sport. I get that UFC's a different ball game. Well, they got their own potential future labor issues here with not paying folks, but they, you know, it's one promoter, one league, one Thunderdome, right? And that's it. So they always can put on the better fights, but they've been slinging and bringing it, Rafe, right? Like they've been coming back. Like this weekend is the worst card of the six or seven that they've had since coming back. And people are complaining about it. Yet I still like the main event more than any proposed top rank or PBC or any boxing match, you know, for the next few months. It kind of is what it is right now. But one Teddy Atlas, if you can wait on my uh, internet, Rafe, I'm sure you can get it. You want me to just find your tweet? No, stop it. Stop it. Hold on. My dial-up is almost there. He came out with, um, this is last night, 11.30 p.m., UFC was the first live fighting back, and it was real fights, competitive, and worth waiting for. Please let me know when boxing gets back. Now, Rafe, that could be a little bit surprising coming from a box master like Teddy. But if you have followed his podcast, which, by the way, I do want to say has gotten really good during the quarantine. They're telling long-form stories of Cuss and his frozen dog. I mean, they're doing a lot of good stuff there. But, uh... Teddy's had MMA guys on. He understands, like, he gets it. He thinks Dana White should be the czar of boxing. There's a lot there. But yeah, I don't think that, though. I don't really uh, agree well, with yeah, that. It is what it is. But do you take any umbrage with what Teddy's saying here, knowing that we know the score? We get it, right? It's not like we're, we know the budget that Top Rank had last night without a crowd. But at the same time, that card sucked, Rafe. Yeah, I don't, t- why? I don't take any umbrage with it. I, I think that it's a, de- it's a totally fair opinion to have. And I have nothing against the people on the other side who either out of enthusiasm for just getting the sport back, um, just rooting for the sport to succeed, whether they have some skin in the game themselves and, uh, you know, working on the fringes of the business or in the media or somehow connected. And so they want to be a cheerleader for it. The people who want to be like, yes, I don't care. Bring it back. That's, that's, that's a valid opinion too. But I don't, I, the only thing I don't like is when I see sort of the, the people who are rooting for the business and want uh, apparently seem to think that they're part of the business, whether they are or not, uh, yelling at yelling down at people who are watching and being like, "Why? This is garbage! I shouldn't watch this!" Like, stop that crap! Stop it! Both are valid opinions. You could, and and there's nothing wrong with what Teddy is saying, which is like, this is not worth watching. I was I was I watched that. It, it was bad. And it's sort of unfortunate that I think of all of the announced top rank cards, this one looked on paper like the least entertaining and it, it, it delivered. Uh, I hope that the others are better, uh, you know, that look a little bit better and look like they will be more fun end up being that way. Now, 
on one hand, I understand why they wanted to make Shakur Stevenson the first headliner back. He's one of he's a young rising star in the sport. They want to keep him out there. This is a pretty good platform. There will probably be more, unfortunately, casual attention on the first terrible card back than the second terrible card back. Um, and and you want those eyeballs on Shakur, and he get and he and he looked good beating up a, like some some guy who totally didn't belong in the ring with him. Um, so and on top of that, he was the last person to kind of miss out on a fight at the, at the beginning of the coronavirus yeah, uh, pandemic. Mariaga. Yeah, that would have been a mu- look. People hated that fight, we were, and that we were uh, how that much fight. better would a Mariaga fight have oh been? Oh my god, it would have. Um, yeah, it, uh, so it, I understand why it played out this way. It's kind of I I, th- I think it's unfortunate that the what looks like it has a good chance to be the least entertaining card of the batch came first because it was a bummer to watch i it was super boring it the fights were were seemed completely pointless in many cases i think we might want to stop and shout out calvin the great metcalf for, <laughs> for, for giving us something to cheer for oh, well, uh, well that was like uh it was like an ultra mullet i don't know what it, it was like he purposely shaved the top of his receding head left the, the sides thick had the ponytail going had a beard it was like abe lincoln meets 43 year old Jerry Rice when he had like that that uh, it was great it was fantastic You know what it reminded me of in a weird way this is this is a weird one there's there was a Japanese actor who always appeared in early 90s action movies and got killed he was bald on top and had just, but his hair and had like a fu manchu mustache beard and then had gigantic long hair in the back. He gets shot in Die Hard, if you remember that. And he's in a, a ton of other ones. But like the pattern of the hair and the beard were very reminiscent of what Craig uh, Calvin Metcalf was doing yeah. uh, last um, night. I want to say this about Teddy's statement and about things in general here. Um, it's like, you know, some people, the boxing hardcores were tweeting like, have any of you guys ever watched a preliminary card before? Like, this is what it's like. And I know there's always shit boxing televised. There's always fights where you're like, how does this help the future of the sport at all that you have a swing bout where neither guy is a prospect in their, you know, like they shouldn't even be on. This is the equivalent of like, you know, uh, for the seventh inning stretch of the World Series, let's put on some rookie league ball. Like, I get it. Like, but at the same time, um, it speaks to the lack of organization in boxing. And if you're going to come back right now, you know, they can't do what UFC is doing because it's not one promoter, one one brand, one, you know, all that. But if you're going to come back when it's the only game in town and you're going to put it on ESPN regular and you're going to televise it, promote it as this, you know, big thing. There's no other sports going on, but boxing is back, baby. And we're going to spend 20 minutes patting ourselves on the back with how great our testing protocols are in this bubble we created. And we're not going to mention UFC one time, even though. To be honest, they fought hard to even make what happened last night uh, possible. And we're just going to keep reaching around ourselves here and celebrating. And then we're going to give you, like, really bad matchmaking. And here's the problem. Who, who's reaching around who, Brian? Well, you know, you can decide that for yourself. But, um, you know, I mean, look. Bob's you done, pump it once in that Bob, case? Well, you know, Bob's done a few different things. If only, oh, I was no. quicker, <laughs> if only I was quicker on the button, apparently. I'm not, Rafe. All right. But um, if you took the announced sort of main fights that Top Rank's putting out over the next two weeks, which is like five cards in two weeks, and you put them on one card, Rafe, it would be kind of equivalent of that DAZN poo-poo platter we get every once in a while. We're like, the main event is okay. It's like Jesse Vargas versus somebody. 
and that, but yet the undercard's filled with names we know in in lopsided fights. It's like, okay, well, I got to tune in at eight thirty because there's like Josh Kelly on here. There's like, you know, like you, you know those cards I'm talking about. If you put all those on one card on ESPN, I'd be into it. But you're gonna stretch it out on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday. This ain't close to a, a best foot forward. This ain't even a gross foot forward, Rafe. So maybe I'm I'm a little scorned here because I'm coming fresh off like UFC this, this bringing is like it big. The, this is like the grossest foot from Will Bill, from Bill Detloff's nightmares forward. <laughs> it is gnarled, you know, like like to big fungus toenails curled over and i got a gross toe i got a gross big toe it's a it's been handed down in my in the males in my family it's hereditary and 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 catches a hair on the on the top of the toes and the top of the foot and it was grosser last night what they gave so i know everyone's gonna hear us go dude they're the first ones coming back it's the first card like yeah we got shakur but it was a four hour broadcast that stretched out four crappy fights. So we had hours of Kriegel telling us that Stricker Stevenson is the next Mayweather. And even though I really liked, by the way, the Tim Bradley story that he shared about, you know, uh, racism basically and about, you know, the story with his son getting pulled over and all that. Um, just the setup on that was awkward. You got these guys wearing suits in their living room separated. They can't hear each other well. They're talking over each other. It's like, you know, UFC's forcing Joe Rogan to go out there without a mask and sit in the arena. I just think we can do better here, Rafe. I know they didn't have the budget of a UFC card. I know they're, it's not easy to work together with other promoters, but I'm all, almost at the point where I'm like, put this on the plus and don't push it. Or wait and pool all your resources and give us once a month a pretty damn good show. And I'd be more excited and willing to tune in. Yeah, I think. Look, I as far as the quality of the matchups, I'm I, I'm especially in this first month back. I feel personally, I'm not going to complain too much about it. They're not good. They're not really worth watching. I think. Look, that my honest my honest advice for fans and how I plan on approaching it going forward is wait, wait till the next day. He, you know, check online, see if see if there's buzz over any good fight. If there's not, watch the main event just to see whatever one good or half decent fighter that was on the card win his mismatch, and then skip. You know, save your time because it's not worth sitting there for four hours. And th- that is the one criti- the one serious criticism I'd make of the broadcast is that it just was, and I know it was exacerbated by four round and six round fights that ended in one round. But I feel like you probably could have anticipated that given what you were going to get out of some of these a side B side matches, especially for prospects who you aren't, you're, you know, you, you are building them up. It's AD. It's AD brother. But basically the first, the first two hours when we saw a combined eight rounds of boxing, two first round knockouts and the, Cotavius Cash, Calvin Metcalf fight. That was ridiculous. And it was really hard to sit through. And I would say just speed it up. I know that on some level, ESPN may consider it uh, valuable for them to eat up hours when right. there's not nothing the else going on. Happening. Yeah, I mean, but what about doing something from taking a, an old H stealing an old HBO move and uh, say if it's uh you know, if it's Shakur that you want to highlight you spend the and and you still want top rank to eat up four hours let them eat up the first hour and a half or two hours with a couple of his other fights 
play something a little bit good, then play a shorter version of the live fights that aren't going to be good and let us skip all of the talk and the vignettes and the the five-minute voiceover essays over and over and over again. It, it, I, 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 I know that in the media business, we all like to say, well, that's how we really sell the product. It's through storytelling. That's what I do. I'm a storyteller. That's BS, man. People want to see the actual thing. That's what people watch sports for. You can enhance it a little bit. You can do a good job on a little bit of that, but you don't want much of it. And there was so much of it last night. I'd say try to compress these things. Keep them moving fast. If they're fast paced, you won't complain as much about having to watch a a terrible fight because at least there's another one up in the ring soon after. And we can make Kriegel jokes and we do sometimes with the father-son thing. And by the way, you meet Mark Kriegel in person, great dude, really hard to do anything but love the guy. And I've loved a lot of the stuff he's put out there. But to have him at home in a suit reading from his laptop, a, you know, sort of a, a fake spear soliloquy about boxers coming back in the middle of a quarantine. And again, like no message on this broadcast about like, Hey, UFC shown us, you know, shown the sports world that it's possible. Not that I think Bob is ever going to bend over backwards and, and, and be like, you know, thank you, Dana White. No, but they're sort of acted like we are heroes. It's a great, great sport. I love that mixed martial arts. I don't. I think it's trash. And they weren't heroic, Rafe. Okay, the bubble works. That's great. But if you have people sitting out. Oh, I look, I I'm, I don't want to get. Well, well, okay, F the bubble. I don't even care. Okay? Yeah, you can yeah, take, right. I don't, okay. I don't, at I've this been, point, the, 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 the horse is out of the barn. We're all going to go get sick or not, and that's what's going to happen. I've been happen. watching Michaela Mayer's Instagram for months, and she's been all over training, partying, traveling. So, you know, yeah, whatever. Where was she partying? Train and party. I don't know. Whatever. I don't. I don't, I don't want to talk about it. Okay. Anyway, the point is this: that uh, if you're a fan or a part-time boxing fan or whatever, and you're like, "Man, I'm, I could I'm be just a part-time itching. lover. I'm just itching for sports." You know, I've been watching this UFC last week. It's been good. I'm just itching. Give me my NBA. Give me my something. Oh, boxing's back tonight. Okay, I'll tune into this. And you saw that. That that's not representative of the sport. But what else are they going to do, Rafe? There's no live gate. I get it. You're not going to just make a super card with PBC. I get it. So um, it's you know, uh, it, boxing is the ultimate barbecue pork ribs, Rafe. Do you know what that means? If you ask I think me, I know what you mean. Go if ahead. you ask me, my favorite meal. All right, I'd most likely say lasagna. I could mention anything with a meatball in it. Or I could, on the right day, be like, oh, my mom's Thanksgiving meal with the gravy. Like, you know, the meat pie you know, is the best. But you know what really is the best tasting food? What about what about a nice kale salad with uh, lemon vinaigrette, uh, some man, a little lemon zest, a gorgonzola cheese? You don't mean that. You don't mean that, Rafe. Okay. Well, the first thing I do is make them toast my salad. Um, barbecue pork ribs, the reality, Rafe, when done elite level right there used to be this place in southington connecticut called brannigan's on the roof you could see it by the highway near espn on the roof it said best ribs in the state it was elite it was top shelf if you what, have, in connecticut what does that even mean is there, are, there, are there any care. other good ribs in connecticut I don't care what you think about this area it ain't kansas city but i don't care okay it ain't memphis um you're looking at you talking ish about me. You're raised in Manhattan, brother. Come on. Rib okay. capital. I, um, look, I, I'm not I'm not out here pontificating about ribs, brother. You know, they used to have, by the way, a night once a week. It was all you can eat night. So one time I ordered the full rack right away. 
because you can only order rack. You can order one full rack, and then you have to get it in half racks after that. What is this? Some kind of bust? Well, it's very impressive. Nice rack. Uh, I got the full rack. I ate it in four minutes. The problem was, Rafe, they didn't expect that. So the lady walks by. I'm like, hey, can I order the next set round of it? She's like, oh, God. Uh, yeah, hold on. And then they had to cook it from scratch. By the time that half rack came back you were 15 already minutes full. later, I wasn't just full, Rafe. I, like, it had hit me like, like you know, you're sitting there going, man, these shrooms ain't doing nothing, man. We should probably take more, right? It was like that. And then it was just like blah. But the point of this is if you have top shelf ribs, you have to stop in that moment and go, this might be the best food in the world. There's nothing better than this. But I had the a best l- goddamn cracker I ever had. But I, <laughs> but, I have, cracker? but I, but I have had a lot of crappy ribs. And when you eat crap ribs, Rafe, it's you'll know it right away. First bite. Sometimes you can know it by looking at it. And and it's you can't even enjoy it. It's not like pizza or gross sex. It's not like well, you know, it's still good. No, poor bad ribs is like the worst. It's like it makes you never want to eat it again. In fact, sometimes you have to take years off. You ever order ribs in like Mexico or some you know vacation spot? It's always disgusting. Okay, boxing is poor. Boxing. What about gross sex when you order that in other countries? Is that disgusting? Uh, boxing is. Uh, you know, if you ain't going to put out the good stuff, Rave, I don't want to see it. I don't want to smell I, it. I don't Ryan, I it. put out. I promise. <laughs> I know this sounds terrible. Yeah, I think he did. I think he did. Maybe he uh, he blew his wad early. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you. Okay. It was that thick. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it was that intense. Yep. Yep. It was that heavy. Thank you. That's oh, gross. Oh. That's gross. Okay. Oh. Okay. Thank um, you. Uh, Teddy. Teddy's great, though. Isn't Teddy great? Judge me. Watch me. Applaud me. I'm great. Thank you. Do you believe in flying kangaroos? Rafe, I don't know how we got here, but uh, hey, Thursday night. Do you care, Rafe? It's going to be Jesse Magdaleno against some guy. Well, actually, I've heard of Yanafil Vicente. So maybe that fight don't blow, does it? It kind of blows. Um, you know, it, 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 we got to wait and see. It looks like it could be more fun. Yenifel Vicente had like a crazy knockout a couple years ago. I think that's where everyone remembers him from. I can't say I've watched a whole lot of other of his other fights, and I definitely won't have to be catching up on them now. Um, so I'm a wait and see. But basically, my my I I basically evaluate all these on the I let I let I pick a hardcore who I respect, and I let them be my barometer. So if, if, if Adam Abramowitz says that he thinks this could be okay, all right, then I'll believe him. I'll ride with that because I know he actually pay, takes the time to watch some of these fights that, that I just never could bring myself to sit through. Um, okay. So, And then this one passes the SN Boxing sniff tests. He has scratched it, sniffed it, analyzed the tip, and he's telling you this is could be a fun main event. Um, basically Vicente will come, they say comes to fight and he's got real power in his right hand. Uh, and we don't know what anyone's going to look like. You figure someone will suffer some kind of crazy upset in this month just on account of it being the, the irregularity of the world and training situations and not knowing, uh, sort of how to go through their normal routines at the moment. Uh, I hope. I hope it's not this I, bad. May, the other thing, uh, I hope there's but, something here. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's true because 
it's the, the all of the advantages that are always tilted to the house fighters, the A-side fighters in boxing, right? They get more money for sparring. They get more money for, for nutritionists. Uh, a lot of the time your opponent is, just has to do everything on his own and show up against a guy who's had a, a team helping him peak for that very moment. Yeah. And I, I'm afraid on some level we could see that pattern being exacerbated by the pandemic because you saw – Fighter like like the the fighter that Jared Anderson knocked out last night, the heavyweight prospect from Toledo, Anderson, he the real big baby. Um, that that fighter Langston, they said that he was he knew how to fight. I, I heard a lot of positive things. This could be the best matchup, a really good test for a guy who's only what three and zero going in, and the poor opponent. Langston was just out of it. He 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 had he was gassed immediately. It looked like he wasn't able to train, and we could see more of that. Where like he's been and, eating the ribs. He's been eating. He's been making the ribs. I think. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, and who was it? The other one. The um, the oh, I, I just you sort of see the the advantages that already go to the house fighters. Maybe even more. Um, you know, even stronger in their favor. I liked I, one thing I noticed that was weird that when they said in the broadcast. Only two cut men were allowed in for the night, one for each side or yeah, whatever. And you can see that all the A side fighters had Stitch Duran. Yeah, yeah. And who did everybody else? I mean, yeah, what does everybody else get? Like a frozen banana or Mike Tyson's no, condom got, with the ice in it? Some decent <laughs> they got some decent guys. I mean, that's what UFC does. They got like four cut men on staff, and you randomly get. You know, whatever. Like, so I bet that's not how it works in boxing. I bet. The, I bet the house fighter gets Stitch Duran every time. I just felt like. Um, you know, and, and if you're Evan Corn and you love us and we love us some Evan Corn, right? The corner man, the you know, he's the, he's the best, the best content provider, provider I mean, he's bar this, none. He's probably listening to this going, what the hell's wrong with you guys? Don't you know how hard it is to get that? Yeah, I do know how hard it is because Tess, Joe Tess spent three hours telling me how hard it was to put that card on. Um, So, I, you know, I do believe that when when Eddie comes back, unless he's putting on the mansion fights in his backyard, um, they'll probably blow too. And when Golden Boy comes back, it'll probably blow. And, you know, you hear some rumors of PBC and some potential Showtime fight with Lewis Neri. I'm not saying it's going to be good. I'm just saying maybe we should wait. Maybe we should just wait then, Luke. Or, may, or, or Rafe, maybe we should not put on as many cards then. All right? That's all I'm saying. I can't keep going down this road. All right? You got anything else to say about boxing before we get into this breaking news, Rafe? No, let's just go. Let's break that news, baby. All right, here's the breaking news from Eddie Hearn this morning. You know the great Eddie Hearns, right? It's their view. If you are good enough, we will take you to the promised land. <laughs> I just feel like... Me? Not you. You're <laughs> shit. Oh, thank you. I just feel like this promised land is about as much of a bait and switch as Fight Island, Rafe. Remember when Dana was going to put Fight Island? I thought, that, I thought they announced it. It's they, happening in the Emirates, right? They did, but it's going to be on Yaz Island, which is... Not only have we had UFC fights on there before, but it's like calling manhattan an island right it's not i mean it's not like an island right there's like a there's like a little strip of water that separates it from the mainland um he was selling i mean australia is an island too he was selling us on like epstein's island right i don't know if i really wanted any part of epstein's island brian but i i will note that you did want to visit that island he was selling us like sharks and freaking laser beams and stuff like that like no it's it's gonna be like in an, in an arena yeah, no he was like oh we won't have to worry about any visa issues because we'll just have a, it'll be our own island like yeah. like you could like like there are a lot of islands out there that are uninhabited and aren't part of some existing country i've also um, secured an island i've got an island 
the infrastructure is being built right now. So it was a little bit of womp womp, but the difference is it's a freaking blockbuster card they're putting on there with three title fights and four cards in like two weeks, and they're all going to be pretty good. That's not the point. Eddie Hearn announces this morning an island that might not even be real, Rafe. He's like, we've agreed in principle financially that AJ and Tyson Fury are going to fight a two-fight deal beginning in 2021. And I'm sure you get that alert on your ESPN thing on your phone that says, They've agreed I don't have that deal. on my phone. They've agreed to. So if you don't know anything, you're like, oh, yeah, no way. Fury and AJ are going to fight twice. This is awesome. Undisputed champion. Why are we doing this This ish? Um, Fury's got to fight Deontay Wilder a third time. Fury also might just retire or enter a bender at any point. AJ How has dare you. two mandatories, brother. Two. Kubrat Pulev and Dillian White. Like, that's and like. Usyk. It's kind of like you're right. Dillian White is uh, is the mandatory for the WBC, which would be the the Fury belt. It's kind of like saying, you know, would make a great NBA Finals matchup. You know, like Kobe and the Lakers against LeBron and the Cavs a few years ago. Hey, let's announce that you know if they make the finals, they're going to play each other in the championship. It's going to be awesome. Rafe, it's too early for this shit. What are we doing here? Well, I know what we're doing. We're trying to make headlines, and maybe they did get together and go, okay. 50-50 split for the first fight, 60-40 for the second, which is something Mark Kriegel kind of teased the bag last night during his uh, new segment. But um, something that's about the same this, split from the from the AJ and from the Fury and, and Wilder fight. Something about this feels so disingenuous. Am I am I just on a bad box? Yeah, game? yeah, because it is. It's boxing. They're just they're just trying to spin the wheel. They just want to get in the headlines a little bit, and good for them. It works, and I guess I don't know. It, it how how much out of everything going on in the world, how much do you want to allow this to annoy you uh, when you know when there there really are many many bigger things to worry about? Um, that's I guess is the the only perspective I can come up with. But yeah, it is BS and it's garbage. And uh, you know this this again talk about horses that got out the barn long ago. Media companies should have you know should have resisted this kind of garbage. Years and years ago, but now the world has moved on from there and you just got to do anything to get fake attention. It ain't worth putting in the effort to get real attention because then you need real quality. Real quality is hard to come by. So if you can just make, you know, figure out some way to fluff up something fake that that will get some some eyeballs, trick people, it's clickbait. It's just more clickbait. Well, speaking of saying things that get people to listen or cringe, did you happen to watch this? You did. You sent me the sound. The skinhead fight over the weekend, UFC 250, when Aljamain Sterling cut a promo afterwards on Peter Yan and dropped the greatest sound bite ever. It's, yeah, it's coming um, on someone, it, it right? It might play. It might play eventually. Let's see. Um, all right. This is this is great. This is live podcast. Rafe, give me a second, okay? Give me. Let me. You know, I mean, come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. You better win your fight because I'm coming on your ass, Rafe. Um, that's pretty explicit, Rafe. You okay with that? Yeah, why not? Okay, we're just gonna leave it like that. It was pretty good. I mean, you know, you better win pretty your good. fight because. Uh, well, 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 interpret that comment for me. Do you think he actually meant it? Uh, in in are we having the... a fight in here? That's what I really want to know, Rafe. Okay, you know what I'm saying? I mean, we've heard stuff like that before. I'm gonna have to apologize ahead of time because I'm gonna stretch his ass like it's never been stretched before. I mean, you know, it, it stuff like that happens Until sometimes, right? Man, once 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 your anus is stretched, you're ruined, man. Yeah, yeah. There's gonna be no mistaking what's gonna happen. I'm going to 
come on you like nobody's ever come on you before. No. Uh, what was it? What wrestling is that from? That's uh, that's there's a lot of different wrestling. I am sick and tired of playing around with kids. Wow. Speaking of Epstein. All right. We'll just we'll get away from that. Indeed. All right. Also in the news cycle, father of the year, Ryan Garcia, Rafe, very, very unhappy with Golden Boy and has extended it to the zone saying, I want to negotiate directly with the zone. So the beef that he has is this. He was supposed to come back July 4th. DAZN and Golden Boys returned to box. He was going to fight. I forgot who he was going to fight. Oh, Linares originally. Then he was originally offered... Linares. Then originally, then then Abner Mares maybe. I don't well, know. Oh yeah, yeah. Then he was said he was offered two hundred thousand, and that just ain't going to cut it for a man who has impregnated most of Southern California and has something like six million Instagram followers. Uh this led to, uh. Make a war. What's his name? Uh, Eric. Uh, Eric Gomez. Eric Gomez of Golden Boy, you know, digging in and just going, look, we got him under contract. We just signed him last year to the quote, you know, biggest contract ever for a prospect. Uh, you know, he ain't going nowhere. So it was like a Dana White type response. Uh, what, what do we do with this? Nothing. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm content to do nothing with it. I, look, Ryan Garcia is in a very interesting position where if you look at what he has achieved in boxing, he doesn't deserve the kind of paydays that he hasn't earned the kind of paydays uh that normally go with that he's way 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 below that i mean he's looking at like yeah he's looking at like 50 grand 100 grand type paydays but he is a talent he is obviously very popular and he's got some you know he's there there's something worth overpaying for at this point in time in order to build it into something that's going to make everyone very, very, very rich if possible. If he continues fighting well and, and lives up to the potential, which I don't know that I think it's the greatest potential in the sport, but he's, he's good enough to, to follow anyway. Um, and then so it's, it's I hard to, yeah, and I, then when I shoot, shoot that shot, shot. It, I shoot, you know, for the KO. He wasn't. Oh, yeah. yeah go was, for it. Yeah, um, so maybe he's just trying to shoot his shot with John Skipper right now and go for that KO. Okay. Um, okay. Um, he does, you know. Bring Adam, party favors. Adam Abramowitz of uh, Saturday Night Boxing. Great great guy, by the way. Great guy. Great guy to watch a fight with, have a beer with as well. Um, Philadelphia's own. Adam had said on Twitter, like, hey, uh, you know, it's great that you got 50 million followers, but boxing hasn't figured out how to monetize that. And, you know, the that's same- that's the question. How do they do that? And and also, if he can make more money, look, honestly, bro, if you're if you can get rich on Instagram, go be on Instagram. Stop messing around with boxing, because eventually, honestly, someone's going to beat his ass. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. Um. And also, look, it's the same thing with the UFC fighters, you know, fighting, arguing about money like it's a pandemic. There's no live gates. It's tough to kind of make that push now. But I also do agree when fighters are like, I'm not coming back for that amount. It's their it's their want. I mean, like yeah. they don't want to fight. Don't fight. And I, I agree with you being able to take that stand and raising your value while you sit out. You don't get paid while you sit out, but you do have that ability to stand firm and raise your value. And look, Ryan Garcia, as long as he's hot. Might as well ask for more. Keep getting him as much as he can out of this, even if it's tough and and the 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 normal you know the 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 traditional boxing pay scales don't really match up with it. Get whatever you can right now and 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 keep doing it for as long as it makes sense to do so. That's that's great. Go for it. And he is worth overpaying because he if he succeeds at a high level in boxing, he doesn't have to be 
a pound for pound fighter. He's a, a, a popular world champion, um, or I shouldn't say world champion because I, you know, that wouldn't mean like a lineal or unified title. But just a belt, get a house, decent yeah. belt, win a couple of good fights, lose a couple of good fights against top fighters, be. You know, a hot piece of ass for the ladies oh, and the guys, bro, bro. and yeah, and get rich, make that money, player. That's yeah, good, and ask for it. Stick up for yourself. I'm, not, I'm cool with all that. Um, I don't, I, but I like. Do I personally care if he makes every dollar he thinks he earn, he deserves, or half of it? No, I don't give a damn. Good, Folks, you know. That's the kind of guy you want. Marrying your daughter. No, no, no. He already he already knocked your daughter out, so back off there. Um I did like That's why you gotta bring the shotgun <laughs> and escort them to the chapel. Everybody's gotta eat, baby. He will. He'll eat that thing, believe me. Uh Rafe, I, what I was I, saying <laughs> wow. What I was saying was uh I do like that he's come out and is like, look, I want to be a star, and the way to be a star is to fight the best. I want to fight all these guys, but he also has to understand the reality of so I want him to say that because I want these promoters to go out of their way to work together. But you also understand how this segregated sport works. You hate when I use segregated talking about promoters not working together, especially during heightened race situations. I get it. I was wrong. Thank you. Uh, Rafe, uh, the nail hit the coffin as well this week. Alexander Grossdick steps away from the sport following that knockout title loss to uh better believe it there it was a great fight it was a, a really good run for groves dick um were you surprised by this though to, to kind of walk away what 33 31 something like that i think he's 33 but obviously he's i guess you would say a young 33 and that he you know has it didn't have a super long run at the top of the sport probably how many fights did he have overall less than 20 i think um so it's surprising, and he and and after only just one loss to Betterbiev, also it, you wouldn't necessarily expect it. But I get it. I mean, if he's in his early thirties and doesn't feel it, he he always gave off that vibe, and it sucks that um we treat it as like I don't I wouldn't say a red flag, but sort of like a yellow flag on fighters. You're like that guy's a little bit too pleasant and thoughtful in the way he you know just talks about stuff in his day-to-day life to to be in this for long like he he did give off that vibe of being a little too nice of a guy um to 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 really enjoy the sport and look if that if the, if any of that fake psychoanalysis is true um then he did well for himself and didn't feel like he needed the sport financially and can and can you know live well with his family then great for him i mean he's he's getting out at, at a great time because i mean look there's not a lot of good money coming he's in a weight class where he just end up fighting better behav again yes, which which yes. ain't which ain't great no no uh tough tough stretch there i mean to see adonna stevenson's career end the way it did to see Groves Dick, you know, lose a, a, a tough one and walk away. I mean, don't let the smooth taste fool you, Rafe. This is a killer sport. I mean, this sport will get you. King Cobra. Yeah, Dwyer was wrong, right? Yeah, Dwyer, Dwyer was incorrect. He said that was Colt 45, but in fact, King Cobra. Okay, all right, Dwyer, take that. We love ourselves, by the way. Some Richie D. Meet me on the D, Rich, okay? Meet me on the Hatchcock, Rich, okay? You're a Yankee rooster, my friend. You're a Hatchcock. Um, <laughs> Ray, sweet hands. 
You might be next, my friend. Look, here's the deal. Canelo is shopping, reportedly, shopping potential opponents that could cost less for his return. Not against Billy Joe Saunders. Not against Triple G, because Golovkin's taking a hard, a hard stance right now, saying he wants a warm-up fight first. So there was some talk that Canelo was looking into PBC fighter Anthony Durrell, the former 68 champ, and now Sweet Hands Caleb Plan, a man who I once told to his face that he could beat Canelo. And I do believe, separate from the judges screwing him, I think he could. I think he has that white kryptonite, bro. Why does it have to be white? Kryptonite can be, it's green. It could be any it's color. It's green. Okay? Um, you know, I don't see colors in his marriage or his relationship. I mean, look, it is what it is. Um, he has responded to his role in this. Here's the quote from Caleb Plant. I know that I'm in the conversation. Oscar doesn't pick who Canelo fights. It's not even up to him. If so, why am I already in the conversation so quickly? They were just trying to rain on my parade in February. I'm a world-class fighter. I'm following my own path. I don't answer to them or any other champion at 168. I'll get my chance. Me and Canelo will have our showdown, but they have to come correct. Otherwise, you're not going to fool me. He went on to mention that BC was right. His wife is hot. All right. So that, that did happen. Uh, Rafe, um, I don't think there's enough money available for that right now, is there? Unless we do it in like Macau or Saudi or something? Yeah, I doubt it. Uh, it, it seems like they, yeah, Canelo, yeah, it seems Canelo, if he is serious about maybe doing a crowdless fight in September, and look, he's got a contractual guarantee, right? He's got somebody. They're going to have to cough up $35 million for that. Oh, my God. Oh. Cut the check, John Skipper. Yes, um, please. CTC, oh. baby. Oh um, you know, right, if they're going to. Yeah, I, look, the, the how my 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 bold prediction, my hot take uh, for whatever, how, five, four or five months out from that is that whoever they get it's going to be bargain basement shop. They're going to the dollar store for this opponent because if you got to pay, if you got no gate and you got to pay Canelo 35 mil, then you're trying to get like a million or under on your opponent. I got two words for you, Spike O'Sullivan, okay? Good lord. Okay. No, it w- it'll be it's Lemieux. It's David David Lemieux. David Lemieux. Um I will and say find this Joachim Alcim. Here's what's interesting about box. You know when Eje and Ruiz go to uh go to the the desert you know we were like oh come on man that should be in like you know wembley or in the u.s somewhere or something i think we've never needed saudi more than we need it now rafe i i don't think there's a coincidence that no you... look look no, 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 I, no, no, Brian, no, no, i don't no, want to really no, go no, no. i don't i i i, I you're you're right in like in terms of there's nobody else is going probably going to be willing to throw stupid money yes. at these fights that Sight that fees. they won't make back right it, the, but um, Wait, I there's no live gates, brother. We can't do Vegas. We can't do those things. And why do you think Dana White's fight island, quote unquote, is in Dubai? Because they're pay or Abu Dhabi because they're paying a crap load for a slight fee so that he can put on a card that has three title fights. Right. Which they supposedly can't afford right now. Um, So, Rafe, I'm sorry if Canelo wants to fight in um Damascus, Syria, and someone's willing to are you Syria? I'm Syria about this. If somebody's willing to put money down to make it happen against a guy we know, if Eje, the only way we can see him again is if he fights in Jordan, 
No, I'm not okay, talking about uh, Last uh, Dance. Let me ask Rain. you how 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 far do you want this to go? If it Yemen? basically it's just like what what internet what what regime, no matter how dirty and and Djibouti? disgusting, um, do are we do we want to see fights go to just so we can see fights? I mean, do, like go yeah, go back to. Do we want to go back to t- Bob Arum and Top Rank putting on fights in apartheid South Africa? Uh, I know they they say that that helped. I ain't gonna uh, play Sun City ever, Rafe. Okay, come on. You know, I mean, how like like I just like the I I I know I made a uh what I was trying to make a point about how amoral boxing yes, is. Open the and- show with twenty minutes about this being a hood sport, and now you're like, no, 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 we can't we can't go to Yemen. I mean, come on, Rafe. Well, so okay, you're bringing up with these countries that, that one of the big issues and the, the, the outrage, right? The problem Saudi Arabia and Qatar actually, you know, its ally are big, may, 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 responsible for what's still the, the 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 longest running, greatest humanitarian crisis in the in in the in the world in Yemen, where people you know have been starving and being bombed with U.S. with with U.S. weapons, uh, and like I don't that, love the idea of just having that be the sport's life lifeline. If it happens, it happens, and the sport will move on. I don't know. Strapping it on and going toe to toe with a foe is something most of us will never experience. We won't. But do you? Are you saying that Jamal Khashoggi didn't have to die so we can have boxing in Baghdad night? Is that what you're saying? I, I, I think I think it has to be your bull, Brian. Um, I mean, if you want to get T Bone steak, look at it hard, Rafe. I think Stevenson is someone you need to look at. Hard. Yes, too too hard, man. That's the greatest British addition to the box lexicon. The the term of hard as like, I mean, what does hard mean? It means that you're tough, right? Yeah, like same as it would be on the street, man. You know, just in a British accent. No, you, you know, two hard rocks. Hard men. In high school, there was this term. You're trying called, to front hard right now, Brian. Did you have? See, you went to a different type of high school. You went to fame, first of all. Um, but uh, Hunter College, you know, preppy elite. But we used to have this term. It was not preppy anyway. We used to have this term called diesel man in high school. Like if you could drink, like your diesel, like you strong could, diesel. Well, it, it meant more than just being jacked, right? You think diesel, you think of someone who's muscular. It meant if you could drink hard and you can fight. And you carried yourself with like an fu attitude. You were a diesel man, right? Like you know what I'm saying. Like everyone wanted to be that. Did, so did bad. you wear a lot of diesel jeans? No, no, no. It didn't. It didn't. You know, if you wore, remember those Big Johnson T-shirts that were popular in like '90s. Oh, nice. If you wore a Big Johnson shirt to high school and you rolled up the sleeves a little bit, and you on the weekends could take down a 12 pack of Natty Light in you know 18 minutes, you were you were a diesel man. You know what I mean? You were hard. Okay, that's it. That's oh, it. Amazing. That's it. That's it. All right. Uh, I don't have any other uh, headlines for you, Rafe. I don't think, you know, boxing's barely back. It's barely functioning at the moment. But um, um, you have any other comments on Michaela Mayer's blood system? Bloodstream? Uh, look, I'm, I, I'm, I hope that she was able to, uh, to get back home to California without, um, you know, without spreading any virus. Hey, did you see this quote from Dean Lonegren? You know him, right? Bang a roll of quarters on it. (laughs) (laughs) If only I was quicker. If only I could get there. Yeah, right, Brian. Okay, great. Dean, are you here? You should just harden up. Like, seriously, bang it full of quarters on and get on with it. Um, He's claiming. 
I, oh, man, I can't believe he says bang it full of cortisone. Yeah, <laughs> bang it full of quarters and get on. This hard man, Dean Lonegren, is saying that Duco events might be able to bring Wilder Fury 3 to Australia on Christmas. What is this, Rocky 4? What kind of ish is this, Rafe? Is, I, I don't know why that would necessarily happen on Christmas, but that I don't think it's likely. I don't I have a feeling Wilder doesn't want to fight outside of the United States. I guess if the money is there, that might persuade anyone. But, you, you know, American fighters generally, unless they have to, don't want to leave, you know, fight off uh, away from the States. And even Tyson Fury, I know this was pre-coronavirus had been saying he plans to be a Vegas fighter for the rest of his career um, and, and seemed fairly serious about that for whatever. Well, also because he's got beef with the BBBOC, so he probably just wants to stick it to them. That was boar testicle beef. All right. Look, who would know? Who would have known that the uncastrated boar meat would have so much, uh, you know, so much EPO and whatever other PEDs in it? Well, Frank Warren, the co-promoter of Fury, said he's yet to receive an offer from from Duco. But what Lana Grant said is he has Bankwest Stadium in Sydney available, and he thinks they can get just short of forty five thousand in there because apparently Australia... they have to fight on an undercard of. Uh, the, the, I mean, they have to be the co-main yes. to a to a Jeff Horn Thank fight. You. That's my yeah. only stipulation against uh, Timmy Zhu. He should just fight uh, Kostya as well. He should do a double header there, right? You know? <laughs> yeah, right, Jeffrey. No, <laughs> I don't think so. But anyway, it's good to dream. You Here's know, what's interesting? It's apparently, the whole the whole hook for Dean Lonegrand is that Australia has very small COVID numbers, especially compared to the U.S. And he says they could do it one thirty in the afternoon on Boxing Day let alone of all days in Australia, which would that be Christmas, which would be prime time in the U.S. on Christmas Day. He says Boxing Day isn't the 26th the then there. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't care. OK, I don't care. All McClintock, right. we need you, brother. Yeah, yeah. Where is where? Did you read his book? I, I've 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 been, I've had moments with it. I've been in and out, you know, you know what I'm saying? I've t- I've t- I've re- I've researched it a couple yeah, times. Yeah, I have. Okay, great. Uh, boxing uh, on the chin by Alex McClintock. Great, great, great story. Great book. Um, have you heard from uh, um, what's that guy who used to do a segment on our show? He's nuts. We don't hear from him anymore. Did he die? I love that guy. Well, he you know he sent me some nice text messages over the weekend. That's my boy. Okay, okay, I still like him. All right, all right. You know, yeah, okay. Daddy C also showed love. Everybody, thank you, State of Combat listeners. You've been very, I, I do appreciate all the kind words. Thank you. Thank you. We were serious about that. We love you, Rafe. Um, I don't think I really have anything else to say, Rafe, okay? Skinhead white guy sport is, is thriving right now. Do you watch any of it? No, I don't. You ain't got that zone ish You're just out there in Detroit doing hood rat stuff? I want to do it because it's fun. It's fun to do bad things. Yeah, Drive right. But did you know that you could perhaps kill somebody? Yes, but I want to yeah. do hood rat stuff for my friend. Uh, Rafe, you know, you will do things that other boxing writers won't do, right? Like kiss a man on the lips. I got time out. This fighter, unsportsmanlike conduct, kissing that fighter. You do not kiss a fighter. One point. Two points. Intentional. Two points. Two points for kissing right there. Remember that? It wasn't Rogers intentional. Story? It was an accident. Sometimes you just, the, the feeling takes over. Yeah, I guess you're right. Um, the, what a humdinger, Rafe. An absolute humdinger. Uh, what does your future look like, Rafe? Let's be honest here. We're at the end of the podcast. No one listens this long. You can, you know, you can send anyone you want to hell. What does the neck, what does the future look like for Rafe Bartholomew? 
Um, I'm waiting to see what happens with my Michigan State unemployment claim. I am applying to jobs. That is it. All right. If anyone's out there that can. Yeah, and I'm waiting and see when BC can send me to Bolivian and uh, yes. whatever the next era of state of combat is after that. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Uh, great talking to you, Rafe. I shout out to you. Shout out to two gamblers I like a lot. Before I go further, let me give a shout out to two gamblers, Brian and Rafe. I've heard of you guys. Damn right, Wire. Damn friggin' right. The Rafe, journalist. The journalist. Um, do you have anything else you want to you want to mention? Shout out. No. No. Okay. No good. Okay. People can analyze the tip of your old books if they want online. Put some. Absolutely, yeah. There, there, there are three of them: uh, Pacific Rims. Two and two, and uh, basketball love story, all still available online. Right, it's been a rocky year for me. Right, I lost the um, Mikey Garcia, Errol Spence fight. Worse yet, as people who follow the uh, polls I post here online, I had a backup plan here. I had Caleb Truax. Well, that that backup plan blew up in his face with Caleb Truax. Hey, speaking of Caleb Truax, breaking news. His beer is finally ready. A local brewery in Minnesota called Lupulin has its standing eight-count beer with Caleb Truax on the can. Rave, I want to see if I can order some of these from Minnesota. Would do, Would they have these in your Michigan stores? I will have to look. I bet they do somewhere because there's a ton of craft beer around here. Um, but you, you don't so drink I, that ish. You don't. You don't get into that. Are you kidding? I love to buy weird beers. I don't. I don't know anything about them. I have no interest in becoming an expert. I, I, I save that for later. But if you want to throw me a weird can of beer and say that it's like a, you know, sour and it's got notes of ice cream or whatever, I don't. Yeah, I'll try that junk. <laughs> the great. Eddie Hearns, the great Rafe Bartholomew, thank you very much for your service. Um, prepare your horse for the war to come. Uh, shout out to Bear, your dog. Shout out. Shout out, Bear. Yeah, shout out, Bear. All right. Uh, listen, folks, I want to give the Ball Sack of the Year award to Rafe Bartholomew, my best friend in box. Um, Inside that big scrotum, scrotum is huge, huge testicles. I'm a big fan of that man's testicles. All right. Uh, heard, heard they were big. Saw they weren't, right? <laughs> still, still they aren't. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. Shout out to the Raskins. Shout out to the Irish crew, the ADK crew, the Godinias crew, the Omaha crew, the top rank crew, the bubble crew. Shout out to Corn. Uh, Corn's got to get me. Corn's got to get us. Or you'll jack from it. But he's got to get us Zepeda, okay? John. Okay. That's that's a good fight. That fight, I, I we can talk, I mean... Yeah, I, I it's I think it's a tough style matchup for him, but I'm I hope I hope he can put I hope, I hope I hope he exceeds my already high esteem for for John Cepeda. Yes, I favor the, the, the uh, Oh, you do over the Belarusian? Yeah. I, I I don't I don't. But I care what that guy said, right? No, um, I did have one more thing. Oh, I got two words that I really like. It's a simple concept. Bitches and cigarettes. Everybody's happy. Uh, that's how we get through. Um, also, wow. Thank you. Yes.